So the question is, if I understand it correctly, that we give our child a credit card or we give a child some money. And he says, I don't understand why you're giving this to me and I don't trust you because in the past you would try to control me to behave the way that you want me to behave with money. So is it a good thing that we did to give him this extra money? What I would tell him, I would say, I feel so terrible that I treated you that way and that you feel, whether I did it or, or he feels it perceived or real doesn't matter. I'm so sorry that, that, that I destroyed the trust between us that you would think that my goal is to control you. My goal is not to control you. And I'm sorry that I gave you that impression years ago, but I want you to have what you need. I'm here to provide for you because I love you. And I'm not here to control you. You can, you can test me and I will pass because I'm done with that. I'm here to love you. I'm here to support you. I want you to have a good life. I'm sorry for your pain. And I'm sorry that while you were in pain, I didn't understand your pain. And I'm sorry that while I didn't understand your pain, I caused you more pain. The pain of feeling misunderstood by your mother and father is, is, is probably the worst pain that you had on top of all the other pain that you went through. So I'm in no way trying to buy you. I just want you to be comfortable and have the best life possible. And I'm just happy for you to be happy. I don't want you to have stress. I don't want you to have pressure. Those things are not good for you. And I'm sorry for, for your pain. So you're dealing with a chayla, dealing with someone in a wheelchair. And still out there in the world, because they don't see x-rays, they're like, don't spoil, don't spoil. As soon as you see an x-ray, nobody would say that. The world is behind an understanding that mental illness and depression and anxiety and being suicidal and trauma and, 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 and is as bad as a physical illness. And all we're doing, most of what we're doing is treating the patient the same way as we would naturally treat them if they were physically ill. Imagine a kid is physically ill and they're in a wheelchair and, and, they, and they can't do certain things. We shower them with love. I want you to have everything. I want you to have the best life. We have to make up for all of their pain. We have to make up for the trips that they can't go on because they were sick. We have to make it up to them. And we would do it gladly. Nobody's going to say, oh, don't do it. The kid's going to be spoiled. Nobody's going to say, don't have Mordechai ben David and Avram Freed go to the sink for that sick kid. It's going to be spoiled. No, the kid's sick. We're dealing with sickness. We're dealing with sickness. And it's a sickness that is as deadly as all physical illness because these kids, almost every day there's a suicide or an overdose in Klal Yisrael from parents burying their kids almost every day of the year. Who ever heard of such a thing? So we focus and understand that we're saving a life, Begashmiyas, Benafshiyas, and Baruchniyas, because there's no way that they'll come down back to return to Hashem if they're dead, if they feel abandoned, and especially if they feel abandoned in the name of Hashem, that at me and my big black hat, I'm looking down at you. You're not Sanua, you're not good enough. That's pushing, that's Marachik. 
It's merachikem. We're doing the opposite. We're making sure that we treat our kips in kids in pain on every level, like they would be if they were physically ill. And we are spoiling them the same way that we naturally spoil kids who are sick. And when they get better, they're not spoiled from it anyway. But even if they would be, that's a fine side effect. We need to be there to spoil them, take away their pain, to give them light and life and fun and laughter as much as all the the sadness and darkness in their head. We need to fill it with laughter and fun, F-U-N. That's the medicine. Wow, I can't believe I got this. You're amazing. Let's go. All of these things that we do, it flushes out the depression. And we have so many kids that are alive today and even healthy. And some of them, many of them, most of them, even without therapy. I don't mind if they need therapy. After they're they're TP'd for a couple of years, let them go to therapy. But we have some of them that made it back even without therapy to being fully functional and happy and they can deal with stuff and not spoiled and able to lift, you know, regular pressures of life. Many of them married over 150 that are shemitary mitzvahs came yerba. So this is what we're doing. And if the way that we treated them made them feel that they can't trust us, that is so sad. And we have to take out the knife and say, I don't blame you for feeling that way. I caused you to feel that way. I caused you to think that if I give you money, it's to manipulate you, to control you. I'm done with that. Sweetie, Shefula, my love, I'm done with that. That's the old me. I did shuva. Like Raburi Zohar said, Raburi Zohar Zatzal, he said, when dealing with these kids, stop focusing that they need to do shuva. We need to do tshuva. We need to change. We need to have self-control. Had so many parents. Why can't she change? Why can't he change? Why can't? And meanwhile, they keep on not being able to change. I'm like, why can't you change? Change is hard, right? You're not allowed to get angry, but we, but they're getting angry all the time at their kids for not changing. But you're getting it. You're not allowed to get angry. We are taking the responsibility through this journey to be a source of Yud Gimel Midas Serachamim, to go in the footsteps of Hashem, as the Torah Devar brings out, Mitzvah Saseh in the Torah. We are going to be a Rachum, a Chanon, Erechapayim, Erechapayim, Erechapayim. And we're going to go through all the Yud Gimel Midas Serachamim. We're going to become godly. You know that somebody said that the reason that they have children is to have Nachas. And it was told over to the Briskarov, and he said, saying that you want to have children, to have nachas, is close to kfira. That's not the Jewish attitude. We don't have children to have nachas. We're happy to have it. We want it. We daven for it. That's not why we have children. Why do we have children? To be like Hashem. To have this ungrateful being that keeps on spitting at you in the face, and to keep on giving and giving and giving and giving. Briskarov. That's why we have children. And when we have kips, there's no chinuch. There's no reason to say no. There's nothing that we're trying to accomplish By There's no accomplishment of, of fighting and arguing and not giving. We're showering. 
unlimited. Can't go wrong. Can't overdo it. Can't overdose on this. And I'll hold your hand through the process, but as it's Hashem, of course, there's always things that come up along the way. It needs to be done under under guidance of an expert and aster. So that's the way you have to look at it. When they express anger at us, we take responsibility. I'm so sorry this, that I broke your trust. This was never supposed to happen. Now, don't be so hard on yourselves. You had good reason to to to, to break trust. You've been through a lot. And you didn't know how to do better. And you, didn't, and you made mistakes. And you didn't know. And the proof is that you're here now. And you're angels. But at the time, before you were trained, you made mistakes. But we can't say that to the child. We can't say, listen, I didn't know. You know, no. The child says, Why couldn't you trust me? I told you I don't want to go to school. I told you, don't, don't. And, and, and you controlled me. And you got angry at me. And you... That's their perception, and they're right. It's not your fault. You're not bad. If you swerve in the middle of the night and you hit somebody on a bike, you're not bad. It's unintentional, but you hurt somebody. So we don't go ahead and apologize and defend ourselves. We just apologize. We don't go ahead and defend ourselves. We just apologize. I'm so sorry. You're right. If I would have believed in you from day one, that like I should have, I never would have controlled you and I never would have manipulated you and I wouldn't have used different ways to manipulate you, whether it was gifts or money or anger or fear. None of that is part of Chinuch. Never should have been. I'm so wrong. And I will make it up to you to rebuild that trust till the rest of the, for the rest of my life until my last breath. You can test me. I will never control you. I'm done with that. And I'm not using this. So this happened a few times in the last few weeks with kids who rejected what the parents were saying based on the way the parents dealt with them in the past. And the answer is, don't expect They're not stupid. Don't expect them to say, oh, you changed? Okay, fine. No, you broke my trust. And we man up and woman up and we say, you're right. We broke your trust. And now we're going to earn it. We're going to earn it. And you have every right not to trust me. And if you want to burn this gift, you can burn it. And if you want to punch a hole in the wall, if that's what you need to do, you'll punch. I'm not going to change. From now on, I can tell you, I'm not going to get angry at you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to look down at you. Whatever it is that the trust is, is, is busted. Over and over again, what's stopping us from getting to the fun part of TP is the way that parents treated the kids before they came here. So first we have to undo sometimes years of the parents behaving in a crazy way, which is counterproductive based on not being terrible, either not knowing or getting bad advice. So the first step is take out the knives. Read the chapter on taking out the knives. It's in the manual. Very important. you got to clean it out. you got to rebuild the trust so that you have access to do the CPR and breathe life into your child. And that's what the gifts and the time bombs and the fun. Look at the trips that are going on and look at those kids a few years later, how all of a sudden those same kids that were atheists and anti without talking to them, pro, not anti, happy to go to shul. Look at the process, never with talking, certainly never with arguing, never, only with tremendous ahava and 
Amazingly, that's what the Chazanish said. How did he know? Yenasu l'mashcham. Pull them with avaisais ahava, ropes of love. God forbid, do not reject them. How come Klal Yisrael doesn't know that? How come the last 30 years, like a dark cloud that came over Klal Yisrael, there's so many rabbinical, rabbanim, that gave advice contrary to the Chazanish. So many from therapists that are giving advice that they learned that goes against the Chazanish. From parents going to a from therapist asking for advice, and the, the therapist should say, listen, I have medicine, but it's trafe. I have medicine that I learned how to treat. You have to have rules and consequences and boundaries. But I want to tell you, it goes against the Chazanish. Most of them don't even know the Chazanish. So they're advising from parents without even telling them what the Chazanish said about it. Why? What happened over here? And the Balshemtiv, and thousands of other stories as I'm putting together in my book. It's like a dark cloud came over us. And we got to now undo all of those bad years of advice, rebuild the trust so we can be on the side of helping and saving our kids. You have to be very humble and have a lot of inner strength. And that's the challenge, challenge to us. Hashem should help you. You should be zaycha to do that. It's the biggest Muslim say there in the world, self-control. And Bez Hashem will see